0: All right, guys. Welcome to Game Changer Salescast. I'm Dave Villa. If you notice, I'm not in the studio today. I'm in my office. And I mean, I I tell you what, I kind of think I can get used to this. But let me tell you why we're doing this. And um, bear with me as well. We're operating on a backup system as well. So I'm going to tell you right now, straight up, I'm actually operating this entire show with a slight echo, with a slight delay. Have you ever been on your cell phone and you talk and you can hear yourself back? I don't know about you but I can't even talk. I literally, I don't care who I'm talking to, I could be talking to the president of the United States and I'd be like, hey, Mr. President, you know, I gotta call you back. I know that I wasn't able to get you on the phone ever, but, but you know what, I'm jacked up right now. So here's the deal, there is no option. So you're hearing me, I'm hearing myself, we're hearing everybody. I think I hear all kinds of other people. I don't know what's going on, but here's the deal, we're gonna have a great show. I'm in my office, we have Digital Dealer 22, which is a conference that happens in the spring and in the fall. And uh, I'm doing a lot of things at this conference, and it's tomorrow through Thursday here in Tampa. So we've cleaned out our entire studio because we're operating and airing three live broadcasts from the four digital dealers. So bear with me, but I, I'm, I'm pretty excited about coming to you from my office today. This is my digs, man. This is where I, this is where I habitat. habitate. Habitate? <laughs> habitate. That's not, that's that's not, not a word? you going to, huh? Yeah, man. It's your habitat. Habitat. This is where I habitat. habitat. You're going to cohabitate with me. Yeah, you're going to cohabitate. You're going to live with me. I mean, you need to look up that word and make sure I'm, I'm you know what? Look it up Ez. All right. So today we've got sinjini Doss. She is incredible. You know who she is, but in case you don't, you're going to know in just a few minutes. We're going to bring her on. And, and, and so we're going to talk about the article uh, that I recently posted in Forbes called Leveraging the Power of creative collaboration. Singeny doesn't really know about that article, but what she does know about, she's an expert in the in, in millennials, in the generation that, that we constantly question. The generation that constantly gets bombarded by, oh, they they, they lack inspiration, they lack work ethic, oh they you know that they, this generation that is you know that is not hungry. And you know what? I know that not to be true. She knows that not to be true. So today on Game Changer, we're going to convince you that is not true. Not a word. Huh? It's not a word. Not a word. I so it's, not a, it's word? not a word? Okay, man. Well, you, know, you guys know what I'm talking about. If you're on Facebook this morning, hey, I get to actually see your comments, possibly at a slight delay, but I'm seeing your comments. So if you're going to comment, I actually can read your comments from my computer here on Facebook. So make sure you do me a favor, share this on Facebook with your friends, because I promise you this next 30 minutes is going to be in extremely... Uh, uh, beneficial to you. It's going to be a resource that you can use because Syngeni is, she's been featured on ABC, Fox, NBC, CBS. She is a business leader. She knows her stuff and I'm excited to interview her in just a few minutes. So let me tell you what I've learned over the years about leveraging the power of creative collaboration. About 10 years ago, halfway into my professional career, I, I mean, I thought I knew what I was doing. I mean, I was talented. I was full of potential. I was a CEO. I mean, I could sell anything to anybody. I went like piss, full of piss and vinegar after the, the, the prize, after the, the, you know, going after it full steam ahead. And, and you know what? I had the talent. I had the potential. I had the charisma, but I had one thing wrong. I thought I knew everything. I thought I could do it all myself. But here's the problem with a big vision. It takes a lot of people. And when you don't know how to leverage the power of people, how to leverage the power of creative collaboration, then you're gonna sink faster than the Titanic. So, 10 years into my professional career, we at that time in 2006, 2007 had hit the pinnacle of achievement in business. I mean, we were blowing up. We had 55 employees. Man, we were killing it. I thought we were killing it. We were probably doing 8 million, 9 million in business, and we had hit an all time high. Well, guess what? David didn't leverage the power of creative collaboration. So, in one year, I had a mass exodus, went from 55 people to 29 people, and we literally thought the bottom was coming out from under us. Today, I want to report to you 10 years later, 2007 wasn't our biggest year. 2013, then 14, then 15, and then 16, and on believing it for 17, man, we've shattered records every single year. You know why? Not because. I got more talented, not because I have more potential, not because our product just blew through the roof, not because of any of those things, because of the people that I've surrounded myself with. Now, we have about 50 employees, less employees than we did in 2007, but we are, man, we're kicking butt and taking names. And you know what? I can't take credit for anything other than having enough sense to not make the same mistake twice, leveraging the power of creative collaboration. Today, my millennials that work here will outwork your baby boomers, the millennials that work for me, will outwork your old people. Come on. <laughs> and I is one. I'm 45, baby, almost. So we're going to bring St. Jenny on in just a minute. You don't go anywhere. I want your questions. I want your comments. Make sure you share this on Facebook. If you hear something that you disagree with, you agree with, or you have a question, I want to hear it. You want to call in? Can we take calls today, As or are we, are we limited? Woo. We're down to one producer today. Hey, you don't want to miss this show though. We're going to bring Sinjinni on in just about 90 seconds. We'll be right back. All right, guys, I'm back. This is Dave Villa, and you are listening to Game Changer Salescast. But we have, in my, I've been looking so forward to having this person on today. Sinjinni is uh, amazing. She's the CEO of DOS Media Group, and they are a full scale digital content creation marketing house. And she's an American uh, te- a television personality, a global millennial expert, influencer, keynote speaker. I can go on and on. Uh, if you don't know who she is, you need to connect with her. So, Jenny, thank you so much for joining me today. And uh, it's my honor to have you on the show today. How are you? Thank you so much
1: for having me, David. You're amazing. And I am just inspired by you. I completely agree with you that creative collaboration is the way to go. And I'm so excited to learn uh, so much from you as well. So, honor is mine. <laughs>
0: well, this is going to be this is going to be learning for, for me for sure. And uh, I've been following your work. I know that you have you, you do an incredible job. You're getting incredibly busy. I think that 2017 um, so far, in just the first three months, from what I've seen, um, you are you are expanding and uh, exponentially growing. So, congratulations. But let me jump right into the line of question. You heard the monologue, but it, you know, I, 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 I use an experience, a case study. Because thank God we're able to learn from our past mistakes. And I'm not one of these guys that wants to, that wants to fail. Okay, I don't, I don't want to do things the wrong way more than once. Uh, but, 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 but I did. <laughs> and, 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 but here today, I've watched our company and, and those around me that we've influenced expand in, in, a, in a great way. But it's been because we're able to leverage the creative collaboration of those around us. So let me ask you about that. And then we're going to spill over and kind of tie those two together, the, that topic with millennials today. But, I mean, have you seen companies that have tried to do it as a top-down philosophy and fail? Is that something that you've witnessed in your professional career?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Are, are you saying that companies that have sort of shied away from creative collaboration or who have grown because of creative collaboration?
0: Well, we, first I'm asking, you know, have you witnessed – You know, with the companies that you help, have you witnessed companies that that are trying to do it themselves and, you know, and they're full of talent, but they they can't quite turn that corner and possibly aren't willing to understand why.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, and actually, it's interesting because David, I work with for profits as well as nonprofits, so I think that actually gives me a very unique perspective in terms of the different challenges that you know, for example, a nonprofit faces. And something that I've seen is that with a couple of my clients who are nonprofits, they uh, are not sure how to sort of bring on external resources or because of whatever budget constraints or um, I haven't done this before, and so that's kind of where I can come in and say, hey, you know, this is not. right? It's not scary to have other people on board who are not internal to you. In in fact, an external perspective is actually pretty helpful, right? Uh, Sort of another set of eyes, you know, another set of uh, eyes to kind of analyze the situation and then give you resources to improve. So absolutely, I do sense a little bit of uh, fear, uh, you know, uh, because it's, scary, Right, it's scary to bring other people on board uh, who who may not be familiar with your you know style or the way you work. But my pitch is that you know we can um, make something greater together. And so I'm completely with you. There, collaboration is the way to go. And actually, you know, in this climate, you can't do it alone. <laughs> like it, it's just a simple equation that you just mm. A does not equal A. You know what I mean? Uh, well, it's not going to be enough by yourself.
0: Absolutely. Well, let's look at a couple of things. I mean, most top CEOs, I know you work with CEOs mm-hmm. all over the country and mm-hmm. even internationally, and you work with those who mm-hmm. have teams because they're able to bring you mm-hmm. in. But you also, I'm sure, work with um, you know, it, it, companies that, are, that are, have a limited team. So, I mean, most top mm-hmm. CEOs... And Jenny, you know, don't do all the work themselves. I mean, their success, Mm -hmm. you know, as an individual, put them in a position where they're able to hire others who can work together to, you know, to accomplish a single goal. So we know that that's important. Mm -hmm. And I want to speak to some of those organizations that are listening that haven't done that yet, that are saying, hey, how do I break this ceiling? But, you know, and they have the resources to be able to do this. They don't understand it. But at the same time, um, you know, is it, what about those companies that are not able to hire these people? They're, they're you know, they're smaller mm-hmm. organizations that haven't, you know, they don't have the capital yet that, that can bring in these mm-hmm. helpers and these workers. What do you suggest mm-hmm. they do to, to still surround themselves with the right people? What are some ideas that you've seen work that can, you know, uh, foster this creative collaboration even before they're able to maybe bring in their own employees?
1: Yeah, that's a great question, David. And I will say, and I'm sure you know this, entrepreneurship is a very uh, fast-growing trend, right? So what mm-hmm. that means is essentially serving as an entrepreneur within a company, right? And, uh, sure. you know, especially now, millennials are expected to be about, you know, 80 million by 2036. We're not going anywhere, you know. Uh, and so we're kind of driving that trend, you know. And so I, I'm in touch with... A lot of my friends, you know, mid-20s who are exactly doing this, right? So they're taking up projects in the workplace, right? Whether that's passion projects, projects that are not related to their work uh, directly. And so I think that's going to be a huge trend in terms of leveraging the existing employee base to touch upon projects that are, uh, not the day-to-day, you know, and so that's how you can foster innovation, that's how you can foster creativity, because you really need people to take ownership, and I think that's where it comes from, uh, and you see that people today, especially millennials, they have so many passions that they're sometimes not even able to get to, right, mm-hmm. uh, at work, and so I think that's kind of a great way to leverage their talents and their skills that you already know that they have, right, and motivation is typically not a problem if you're so passionate about it, so my advice is intrapreneurship, so, you know, mm-hmm. leverage your existence employee base to to figure out what they're passionate about and then have them tackle those areas you know because I'm a big believer in specialization you do not want people to do things that they're bad at
0: <laughs> yeah I you love know, that I, I love need. that and you know something that's so, such a you're right that is such a, yeah. a term a buzzword right now but it's more than a word right. it's, a, it's a philosophy and I love that but let right. me ask you this so let's there's a lot of companies that are listening right now that that have you know money that have personnel that Uh have staff but they they've hit a ceiling you know i I was um talking Uh to someone the other day looking at an organization where you know there's there's growth a lot of times there's sustaining Uh growth year after year month after month what have you but then a company reaches a place where they are going to somewhat even double in size or maybe grow in more of an exponential way so they're not growing Incrementally, So let's say there's people that are listening right now that have this next level of product they want to launch or this next, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, division they want to bring in. And so a good leader, in my experience, is able to not only unite and motivate a team, leverage the creative mm-hmm. collaboration, but also, you know, process the ability to make an, an authoritative decision when necessary. So in your experience, it doesn't remove the decision-making or the fact that there has to be somebody that, that's decisive. So that's not what you have to sacrifice when you bring this team together. What, that's a fallacy, but a lot of people think that. Can you address that for a second and, and maybe talk to some of the CEOs that are worried? If I, if I really collaborate, am I losing my ability mm-hmm. to make a decision?
1: No, not at all. Not at all. And I will say that, and I'm sure you have seen this as well in your experience leading a company and a brand, Mm -hmm. is that today leadership is the opposite of hierarchical, right? And Mm -hmm. so this idea of my decision-making power and her decision-making power, you know, I I don't look at it that way. I look Mm -hmm. at it as as our decision-making power because I think the minute you fall into my decision and your decision, it becomes... It becomes a, a little too, too hierarchical, you know, too position based. And so the way I look at it is it's a joint decision making effort, right? So if you bring in this external company, whatever, always emphasize the mission, you know, always emphasize what you're trying to achieve together. And that's what I do, you know, with all my clients, nonprofits. And, you know, these are, these are. People have been running nonprofit companies for years, you know, much older than me. So if I come in and say, this is my decision, and I mean, it's too much, right? So what Mm I try to do and what I would recommend is emphasize the mission, right? Emphasize the mission, emphasize what you're trying to achieve together, whether that is sales, you know, ROI, whether that is product impact, whether that is, Mm -hmm. you know, geographical expansion, whatever that may be, and just come together as one, not as my decision and your decision. I think that just gets into touchy territory, right? And then, you know, egos come in, and we all know how that goes. So I would recommend sort of emphasizing the mission and and trying to gain consensus that way. So hopefully that is a little bit more helpful than, you know, uh, sort of stepping on each other's toes.
0: (laughs) No, no, I I totally agree. Let's look at the mission and vision for a second and kind of explore what you just said. So we have a vision, we have a mission, and a lot of times, you know, my experience with you know, the typical, I know there's different types of CEOs and, and presidents, but let's look yeah. for a second at, at a very um, predictable type, which is this visionary. Yeah. You know, they have no problem yeah. having this big vision. It gets them up at early in the morning. It keeps them up late at night. They dream right. about it. Right. Um, so in order, right. I don't know about you, but, but the vision I have is big. It's huge. And here's, mm-hmm. here's my question mm-hmm. to CEOs, Sinjinni. So, you know, if mm-hmm. it's a big mm-hmm. vision, doesn't it take people? Mm-hmm. I mean, if it's a big vision, it takes people. So in order to see the vision that I mm-hmm. have inside me come to fruition, I would mm-hmm. have to be willing to, co- to collaborate with the incredible talent that I've surrounded myself with. I think that's the only way to really see it come to fruition.
1: Absolutely. It? Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. I, I have no doubt. Uh, absolutely. And you know I And mean, the other thing that I've realized is, and this was a turning point in my philosophy because same. You know, I was a visionary and, and, I, and I think a lot of CEOs and great people sort of start out as solo warriors, you know, mm-hmm. uh, solo warriors, you know, I can do this myself and I, I'm so talented and capable. But for me, the turning point was realizing that there are so many capabilities and mm-hmm. strengths that other people bring that I don't have. You know, because uh, that, that's everyone, you know, because it's not possible for one individual to have everything right in terms of all the strengths, you know, soft skills, hard skills, analytical skills, people skills. I mean, it's impossible for one person to have all of it. And so for me, the turning point was understanding that, oh, my goodness. There are so many skills and capabilities that everyone else has or some people have that I don't have. And so the only way for me to leverage that is to partner with them. You know, so for me, that was a turning point. And I think for everyone listening uh, who's on the fence about collaboration or who's not sure, I think that's going to be the key sell is that you are better together. You are stronger together. Right. And so I think that's really the idea there.
0: Um, Just a couple of more minutes and and I want you to have some time in a minute to be able to tell our listeners how they can reach out to you if they want to bring you in as a speaker, you know, uh, and and take advantage of the resources you have. But one question, I mean, and and this, this, you may not have the answer to this, but help me kind of uncover this a little bit. Why do you think, and I know that it's not true, because I have um, close to 50 people that work here in our organization, I'd say, Half, uh-huh. if not just over half are millennials, and they will outwork, they will outvision, they will outpassion yes. anybody that I know. I would put them up yes. against anybody right? boomers, anybody, any generation, so I know it's not true, but why do you think that the society uh, overwhelmingly mm-hmm. views millennials as this sluggish slack you know generation that doesn't have ambition why is why is this stigma mm-hmm. there? Do you have any insight on that mm-hmm yeah
1: absolutely you know and uh, and I've been on the receiving end of that you know before I started my company and brand and all that is and and I think somewhere David what I think is that Millennials today are not fitting into the set framework of what baby boomers and just older individuals see as a successful you know 24 year old kid or whatever right and so I think that is at the ethos of it is that we're not traditional, right? We we don't uh, stick around for 10 years at our first job. You know, the average turnover rate is, is anywhere from, you know, six months to three years, you know, for, for any role today, right? And so I think somewhere the ethos of, oh my goodness, they're not fitting into this framework of what I see as a successful 24, 25, 26, 30-year-old, I think that's disconcerting to many. Mm -hmm. I think we, uh, in general, have a lot of passions. We have a lot of independence, and that's primarily because we have grown up in a time of greater opportunity than our parents, right? And so we've had the opportunity to explore our passions and purpose. And, you know, I read this in an essay somewhere. We live for purpose, not subsistence. Right? right and so our generation is trying to milk a lot more out of life than most of our parents and grandparents did on average not not as a fact but on average and so what ends up happening is that people older people see us as this sort of you know non-conforming like you know crazy sort of thing but, but we're not right and then you mm-hmm. nailed it when we find what we're passionate about when we find what we love when we find what really stirs our soul and speaks to us on an individual level not as a company as a right. worker like no like literally speaks to us as people I mean you we you just said it I mean we outwork uh, everyone else you know we outpassion everyone else and so I do want to say that that you know I think this is a great opportunity for employers you know leaders CEOs to really dig deep into the millennial psyche you know and to understand us you know because because that's what we're here for right we're here that's to good. be understood we're here to be loved you know, we're not here to be hated. You know, we're not here, and we're not going anywhere. Right? That's good. So I think no, it's, it's definitely, the benefit of everyone.
0: Definitely not. really we're,
1: understand us. <laughs>
0: absolutely. And, and yeah. you know what? I, I think I it could not be said better. So um, I love that. So, Sinjini, if you would take a moment to just give our listeners the best way to get a hold of you, how they can connect with you if they're interested in bringing you into their organization, how can they do that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So right now uh, I'm open for keynote speaking engagements, right? And you can go to my website at www.shinjini.com for more. Dot uh, com for more. Uh, in terms of connecting with me, I'm on Twitter. I know both of both you and I. We, we pretty much live on Twitter, so please connect with me at speaker shinjini on Twitter. And I'd love to talk about how my company uh, can create content for your company to expand your brand. And also, I'd love to come in uh, to speak at your company. So please feel free to reach out again. www.shinjini.com and then on Twitter at speaker,
0: Shinjini. Shinjini, thank you so much for hanging out with me. I really do appreciate it, and I look forward to uh, talking to you soon again.
1: Of course. Thank you so much, David. You're an inspiration.
0: Thank you. All right, guys, that was Jenny Doss. I'm going to take my earpiece out because I no longer need it, and the echo is driving me nuts. So we're going to wrap the show up within the next couple of minutes about going ahead and finalizing some of the discussion, maybe delving into it. So you heard Jenny, and, and, and I want to kind of just touch base on this for a second. You, know, I think that's not just a millennial thing. I think it's a human thing. I think that humans, I think that people right? Whether you're, whether you're in the millennial generation or whether you're in a baby boomer generation or another generation, I think that it's about people finding their it. You heard Sin Jenny and she was saying, you know, when you become passionate or you, you tap into what motivates a person, that is what inspires any person. When you do that, then you truly will tap into, I think, something special. So leaders, if you're out there and you're trying to get your organization off the ground, you're trying to get your company and your employees to buy in and treat it like it's theirs. Look, you want to get them to stop coming into work late and stop, you know, wanting to to just run out the door like Fred Flintstone sliding down the back of the dinosaur. You want to get them to be happy, not come into work because they have to, but be there because they want to. Go the extra mile, not just the mile, but the extra mile. How do you do that? Then you tap into their it tap into what gets them going. Leadership, John Maxwell, which is a, a mentor to me, the CEO of Enjoy, I-N-J-O-Y. He's a mentor of mine. I've followed his work for years and years. He says leadership is not about titles, positions, or flow charts. It is about one life influencing another. So let me break it down this way. If you want to be an influential leader, then an influential leader, by motivating your team, capitalizing on each person's varying strengths and perspectives, I think this will help you. I know it will help you hit your goal, but it doesn't stop there, guys. It doesn't stop there, gals. Here's the deal. You also need to know how to recognize potential when listening to other people's ideas. It's about them. Hey, let me ask, let me ask Alexa. Alexa, what's, an, what's a millennial?
1: Sorry. I didn't understand
0: the question. Don't you love Alexa? I'm doing this live on air. Alexa did not understand what a millennial is. Alexa, don't even do it. Don't do it.
1: Sorry, I didn't understand the question
0: I heard. Hey, man, listen, if you like this topic or if you have something to say about this topic, I want to hear what you have to say. Maybe you've experienced, you know, a failure. And maybe you've experienced where you've done something in a stinking thinking fashion like I did 10 years ago. Maybe you've had a case study. Maybe you've lived a case study. Then share that with our listeners on this feed. Because, look, I think it's through these measures How we're going to learn and how we're going to help each other. I don't have all the answers. You don't have all the answers, but together we can help each other. All right. Hey, listen, if you need sales training, I want to use this time, man, to talk to you about serialsalespro.com. We are, it's blowing up right now. We're bringing people on every single day. Listen, serialsalespro.com, it's S E. R I A L, salespro.com. Go on. There's something for the individual. There's something for the company. But I promise you this it's sales training and leadership training that's unorthodox. It's different. It's, it's literally going to impact you right here, not just here, but right here. How many know this about impacting someone right here in the heart, right? So listen, I'd love to have you on Game Changers. We're going to end it a little bit early today. Um, if you'd like to be on, we've got Kelly and Collins coming on soon. We've got some great guests over the next few weeks. You don't want to miss our upcoming episodes of Game Changer Sales Cast. Hopefully, you're enjoying what you're hearing. Listen, weigh in on Facebook, man. Come, uh, talk to me directly. Send me a direct message. Let me know if you're enjoying what you hear. If you want to be a guest, man, make sure you get a hold of us, and I'll talk to you next week. This is Dave Villa. Have an awesome week.